Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Ilya Sova has Hayward pinned at the rim and lays it up and in. Ilya Sova is 12 of 13 with 29 points tonight. Ilya Sova cuts the lane, catches his back to the basket, flips it up with a right hand off the window in. He never looked at the rim because he doesn't need to. He's 13 of 14 from the field tonight. He's got 31. He's Ursan Ilya Sova. Ilya Sova is just throwing it in the ocean right now. Jazz make a signing today. Uh, breaking news that came out during Hans and Scotty. Uh, free agent forward Ursan Ilyasova signing a deal with the Utah Jazz for the rest of the year. He's currently completing COVID testing protocol before he's cleared to sign his deal. A, a vet minimum deal that, of course, is pro, prorated for the time that he will be here. But it is for the rest of the season. Uh, Ilyasova has been around for a long, long time. Most NBA yeah. fans at least familiar with uh, kind of how he is as a as a player. Uh, Gordon, but your initial thoughts to the Jazz beefing up for the home stretch? Well, I think that's uh, how can that hurt? You know, adding a veteran, a guy who's averaged uh, over 10 points through his career and shot nearly 45%, you know. What's he from threes? Uh, he's like 30, uh, hang on here, let me, about 37% from three for a career. Not bad. Uh, what was your reaction? Um, my initial reaction is, or was, and, and maybe you can help me crunch through this, for lack of a mm-hmm. better term. Sure. Because my, my first reaction was, this is a team, uh, George Niang put it really well earlier in the year in one of the post games where he says, we're all trying to be a star in our role. And I mm-hmm. feel like this particular team has a really... Um, these individually, they have a really good understanding with what their role is, and I think for the most part, uh, they really embrace that and in in a very unselfish uh, type of way. Right up to Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, uh, really, and and that's the biggest difference in my opinion between last year Rudy and this year Rudy is more of that with this year Rudy, where he's embracing you know, how he can be the most impactful, and so I think they've yeah. got that vibe going. So I I think to myself, all right, well, what role? Would Ilya Sova play on this team? First of all, how major? How minor? You know, if he plays a lot of minutes, where do those come from? What are they? What's the the strategic advantage to this signing? So I I'm thinking of it in terms of of roles, and and maybe we can kind of hammer that out uh, on the show today. Uh, what exactly he's going to do for them going forward? Role yeah. exactly. Uh, <laughs> Thought of you, Man, Austin. Thought of how you. How old? How old is Ursa? I mean, he's been been in the league for like 18 years, hasn't he? Yeah, going all the way back to uh, 06, 07, although he went back to Europe for 07, 08, and 08, 09. So he's almost 34. But he's got a lot of – he's experienced a lot of basketball. I mean, I don't think this is any kind of huge deal, but I think it could be a nice little piece. You know, his nickname is the Turkish Thunder. I heard Scotty talking about that today, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I. What. I. I don't think it could hurt in any way. So the Jazz just looking for a little more, uh, you know, insurance, really. 
So I think you and I are on the same vibe on that, and and I was chatting with Austin a little bit before the show. We talked about this, too. I I think there is a big insurance aspect because it doesn't really cost the Jazz much other than the price tag of the salary and the the luxury tax penalty, which, you know, you're there, so you might as well go all the way. Anything worth doing, right? Yeah. So right now, if the Jazz lost a player, which, uh, knock on wood, and they've been very fortunate with that this year, you know, you're you're looking at, you know, uh, Jawan Morgan, Jarrell Brantley, those guys kind of stepping in and would get minutes, not major minutes, but minutes. And so if you can put a veteran into that situation, then that's better than, you know, I'm not trying to, to be overly critical on those guys, but right, you right. you'd trust an NBA veteran a little bit more if, if it came to, down to that in a critical situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, perfectly said. So how many uh, minutes are, are we talking about uh, per night then, Gordo? What do you think? Because I don't think he's many. coming here to yeah. – I don't think he's coming here to DNP all, every game though, right? Uh, okay, well now, now it's getting a little complicated. So where do the minutes come from? Right, right. And how and what that... effect? what effect does that have on the team as a whole because all of this is a delicate balance? And, uh, yeah. Um, I, I I would say it this way. I think the starters, I think the established players on the roster are all for whatever help can be put in place. Now, who who uh, who who gets uh, who feels penalized with this addition? I mean, the obvious answer is is probably you know he's got overlap with George Niang. Yeah, the thing about that is that George has he's played, has played well. pretty well. He has played know? well, and his defense has been better. So, you know, that's that might be the difference between Ilya Silva being a true insurance policy and, you know, yeah. where it plays sparingly and just there just in case, you know, there is an injury or actually somebody's going to come in and be a rotational player. And maybe this is something to keep George's progress going in the right direction. I'm not sure. But I think how much he plays might depend on 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 more than just this. But you know how George Niang continues on the path he's on. What kind of defender is Ilya Silva? I don't even really know. Locke uh, was talking about it with Hanson Scotty and was talking him up a little bit on the defensive end. But that's never it's never been the reputation uh, I've really you know taken when when talking about him. However, you know he's long. He's six ten. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe he can fit in a little bit that way. But I, I don't know if this is going to be a game changer all that much defensively. Could this be – could he help with the physicality that teams are throwing at the Jazz, do you think? Maybe this is underselling him a bit, but I doubt it. I wonder, you know, because we've talked – we talked about it with Gordy yesterday. You know, teams are picking on Boyan Bogdanovich at the defensive end. You know? Yeah, I don't think this changes that. Yeah. I don't, I don't think this uh, – has any sort of impact on that? He's a big guy. He is a big guy, but I mean, you still if you if you're going to put out somebody who's not a real impact defensive player, I'd take Bogdanovich. You know, you'd rather have him finishing. But, but we've talked about uh, teams like the Sixers and like the Lakers who are who uh, can pose problems with length, and uh, you know maybe maybe this makes the Jazz feel a little more. Secure, but if it even if it accomplishes that, I I love going back to the overall effect on the team having a new guy, a new uh, someone new in the mix, and how how does this fit in the locker room? 
Does it help? Does it is it an adjustment that needs to be overcome? Uh, is it immediately accepted? How how does it work in the stir? I doubt there's much impact, to be honest with you, because I think even if he does come in and play minutes, it's not going to be that many minutes. You know, he's not he's not taking anything from Joe Ingles or Jordan Clarkson or or really you know more than uh, a player or two. And uh, Ilya Silva has bounced around the league two times over. And yeah. actually, I'll, I'll give Austin uh, credit for noticing this. I thought it was it, it was quite astute. You know, there's been multiple times in his career where he's gone back to a team that he was before. So if he were a locker room dude, you know, a guy who was who was not a, a fit-in guy, I don't think that many teams would be in a hurry to bring him back. You know what I mean? He's played yeah. for Milwaukee like four different times in his career. So <laughs> a I, total I mean, of what nine seasons with Milwaukee? Right. Or so like that. if he were somebody that caused problems, I mean, there there there's a difference between oh, and why am I going Blake? Uh, came in free agent last year. Um, who's now Jeff with Brooklyn? Green. Yes, Jeff Green. Thank you, Gordon. Jeez, uh, sorry about that. Uh, but there's a difference because Jeff Green was with like eight different teams in eight years, and I always thought that stood out to me that he couldn't get one team that wanted to bring him back the following year. Hmm. So, and then, and then we saw, I think we saw indications of that as uh, as uh, his time with the jazz played out. So maybe we're just making a whole lot out of nothing, but um, I I think the impact on the locker room will be minimal. He did spend one season with uh, Detroit, one with Orlando, and one with OKC, right? So yep. there there has been some Yeah, he's bounced that. around a lot. Yeah, he yeah. has. Here now, gone. Uh, but, uh, but you're right. There has been this repeat thing happening, and so teams must have been must have seen good things that they wanted to uh, re reacquire. At very least, not big negatives, mm-hmm. right? You know, Gordon, you've uh, well, actually, I don't know this, I suppose, but uh, I I would guess you've been in a position where you've been uh, influ- influential on hiring somebody, and there's probably multiple somebodies out there that you like. You know, no, my and, my influence has been more in firing people. I see, I see. You've had that role in your career, but anyway, there's probably multiple candidates. You're like, okay, well, this is who I'm selecting, but I've got my eye on these other couple of people because I think they could be, you know, useful down the line. Or yeah. in, in the NBA, don't we see it all the time where your arms twisted because you got to let somebody go because there's only so many roster spots, but. Uh, you know, you, you you tell a player, say, hey, listen, good luck with whatever's going on. If an opportunity comes up in the future, you know, we wouldn't hesitate to bring you back. Yeah. You, you, sometimes tough choices are made, but you don't want to burn bridges because maybe you think that somebody could could benefit you uh, sometime down the line. So, so I would be, I would guess maybe it's a little bit of that, too. So a conversation that we've had in recent days about uh, including – players in decisions, personnel decisions and whatnot. Uh, do you think all this was run by Rudy and Donovan and Joe and anybody else? I doubt it. I don't know. I run, mean, run by maybe, defined as. Yeah, you're right. Right. Maybe, you know, you tell your guys, which I'm sure they're constantly telling them like, hey, we've always got our ears open and we'll do what we feel is best to make the team better. But I mean, this isn't exactly you know, moving uh, a big time piece or anything. I mean, this is this is adding 
a veteran piece to help you hopefully come playoff time if you need it. I mean, but, it's, but also, exactly it's, also, like, it's also a sign of respect, though, to say, hey, Donovan, what do you th- what do you think of this? We're think we're studying this out. I imagine that the Jazz do have fairly distinct uh, roles. They go into Donovan and, for two way guys. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> I don't think it'd be a sign of disrespect if you didn't get Donovan's sign off on signing Ersan Ilyasova. I don't. Why would Donovan have a problem with this kind of acquisition? That's the thing. He so wouldn't because it's, it's, it's not I, impactful. Yeah, well, I know. So what I'm saying is it's more ceremonial or symbolic to say, hey, uh, we're, we're thinking of doing this. Uh, and uh, how would you feel? And he probably would say, well, what what what's what's your information? And they would tell him, and he would say, "Okay, all right, I, okay." So you accomplish what you're looking to accomplish, and you go through the motion of showing respect to star players by including them. Well, this is a back of the roster move, though. I just don't know, know. how much they care. Like you know, uh, when our guy uh, Jonathan Reinhardt and the crew at the Stars were going to sign Jake Toulson, do you think they hire? You know. <laughs> Hey, Donovan, we've got this local guy. You might have seen him down there at BYU and UVU played pretty well. Thinking of thinking of so, Adam Jake. What are your thoughts? I'm, so how many minutes how many minutes does this guy get? What yeah. do you, I mean you asked that question, but what do you what do you think? What kind of impact are we talking about? Short of an injury, what what uh what role? I honestly don't think it's many. I, I really don't. Because good for the for the reasons that we talked about. I mean, who's he taking a bite out of? Really? The only real candidate is George Niang, and he's played pretty well. So I, I would imagine this is more, and, and you brought this up at the beginning of the discussion, I think you're, you're pretty, you're, this is insurance. Yeah. And if, if somebody takes a step backwards, well, you've got somebody who maybe can fill it in, right? Right. And, and from that standpoint, I think it's, it's a good move because who, who, where else are you going to draw from? You know, uh, who, who else can fill a role for a team that has designs on going deep in the playoffs? And they don't want to get down to the Juwan Morgan yeah. part of the, part of the roster. And again, I, I feel terrible saying that because I think Juwan's put in a lot of hard work and deserves all the opportunity he gets. But you know, if you're talking about making a run in the playoffs, and you know some of the some things don't go your way, uh, you might want a little veteran stability. Uh huh. Yeah. Well said. I agree with you 100. percent So, uh, I don't know if they they needed to call up the Donovan bat phone. <laughs> <laughs> and run this one by him. Hey, maybe, it's maybe team, I don't man. know. It's Donovan and Rudy's team. Okay. I, I, I would right. if I were. I would I if I were them. You I wouldn't. wouldn't. No. You wouldn't even. You wouldn't for even this? tell them for this. Well, you could tell them, hey, we're looking to maybe add a guy uh, who's out there. But no, I'm not. I'm not. You no. don't want them to find out from Woj's tweet, though, either. I guess sending yeah, out a text. Yeah, that's saying, what I'm saying. I'm saying you're contacting him. But I not do that to, to the whole team or something. I wouldn't do it. It's not to like, say, it's not let's to vote say. on this. Right. It's this is happening, but we wanted you to know. Right. Uh, exactly. And here's why it's happening. But, I'm not, you I'm not, but you don't even have to say it that way. I think you can soften it up a little bit and say, hey, you know, we've studied this out. We think this guy could help us. Uh, we wanted to get your thought on it, Donovan. And Donovan, what would Donovan say? He would say, "Well, if your if your indications are all, all good, then let's do it." So That's what Donovan. But what if saying. Donovan's reaction was over my dead body? Right, you're personifying <laughs> well, then, what you would say on Donovan Mitchell. No, yes, no, you are. No, no. Uh, well, look, well, yeah, I am kind of, but I, uh, I'm just yeah, knowing him are. the way we do. But if he did have a huge problem with it, then you better listen to that. 
for Ursan Ilyasova. Uh, no, yeah, I don't know. Why, why would you even you talk just to said, him? That's you crazy. You just said over that's my madness. dead body. Then that, that, I mean, if that's the way he felt about it, you would want to know prior to. He would have been better off not bringing it up. Oh, because no, because if he if he felt that strong, Jake, it's not it's not inconvenience to just say, "Hey, Donovan, what, what do you think about?" But this? you're I assuming mean, that his reaction is going to be, "You go get him, boss." Yeah, yeah, I exactly. Think that, That's yeah, assuming yeah, a I lot. Think, no, no, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. Not, not for this kind of move. Exactly. If, this if, kind if of move. Why say, are you even hey, bothering? You know, if, if if you were going to say, uh, uh, "Yeah, uh, Donovan." Uh, we're we're trading half the roster for some player that that Donovan might have a problem with, and yeah, that you could expect some kind of blowback. But on a move like this, all you're accomplishing is acknowledging your star player uh, who is not going to interfere. So you might as well run it by him because it, 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 there's symbolism in that. It's like if you know the answer, you might as well ask. I don't think like, that, yeah. I, I don't think what you're exactly. talking about matters. Oh, and that plus, is exactly I don't think you true. want to open the door. Uh, you want to open the door uh, to that kind of thing within your franchise. I mean, the, oh, the person open it, Jake. Jake. What, now you're living in some sort of hundred acre wood somewhere. That uh, this is the reality of the modern NBA. Players have power. You've got to talk to them sometimes about what you're doing. Yeah, that's one thing when you're talking about LeBron orchestrating a trade for Anthony Davis. It's quite another when you're signing Ursan Ilyasova. <laughs> no, that's yes. why. That's why. No, that's why yes. it's completely harmless. And so you accomplish. So both now things. you're manipulating. You your, him. Good, you good your, call. No, you, you get your insurance, and you've made your star feel important. No, I would. If I were Donovan, I'd say, "Why are you wasting my time? I'm on a beach in Mexico. Why are you talking to me about this? I don't care. I don't care. It's the it's is the back what, of the roster. That, Terrific. Is that, is that you hear that? You hear that blender in the background? That's a that, that's margaritas, man. Why are you calling me? You're so full of crap. Oh my he can't, he you cares wanna, about the team. Wanna, he's not going to be bothered by a phone call. You want to manipulate hey, Donovan Mitchell into thinking he's making personnel moves to make him feel better. No, that you say sounds diabolical on, no, on you, the surface. You say manipulation. I say inclusion. Okay. All right. Stay tuned. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. One more 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're really proud of it. We've joked around uh, a little bit about how we're beautiful, ugly. If we win beautiful, ugly, we've won 20 times beautiful, ugly this year. And we dig it, man. Let's go. Let's make some T-shirts. A win's a win. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, BYU will take on Gonzaga tonight, Gordon, in the West Coast Conference Championship game after uh, eking by Pepperdine uh, yesterday uh, or last night, this morning. What? What? This morning? What yeah, it started it last yeah, night uh, at 10 p.m. and uh, wrapped up just shy of 1 a.m. So, uh, 82 to set. What's that, Gordon? That may have been one of the ugliest basketball games I think I've ever watched. Yeah, not pretty, right? Not pretty, no. but they got by. They, 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 got they did done. what they needed to do to get it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was just a tough game to watch, and I, I really couldn't care less who won that game. And I was just watching it, trying to enjoy it. And the announcers were saying what a great game it was. And I thought, uh, look, uh, BYU won that game. If they play like that against Gonzaga, they'll lose by 30. You know, they have they, they got to take better care of the ball and be smarter with the ball. It really looked disjointed to me. What do you guys think? I mean, 
I just thought uh, that, uh, that you know, BYU has had sort of one of those herky-jerky seasons where they go over periods of time without playing, and I, I know that's a challenge. So, but anyway. A lot of fouls. A lot of fouls. Yes, the whistle was blowing, wasn't it? One of, those, one of those games where you wonder, you know, just – how much money the referees have on the game, you know, because it must have been quite a bit. Cause it just reminded me in our in our discussions about refs recently how much better NBA officials are than college officials. I mean, it, they're it, all it, bad. I mean, but it is a substantial uh, downgrade. I don't know about that. Uh, but anywho, you know, I you know. Uh, Good teams still find a way to win, and BYU did that last night. Uh, you know, it's a Pepperdine team that had given uh, them, obviously, trouble in the regular season. Probably wasn't an ideal matchup uh, for once. BYU probably would have wanted um, uh, a di- uh, what am I thinking here? St. Mary's in the in the semifinal game. Gordon, I covered that tournament uh, for a lot of years, and uh, a lot of those late Monday night games against St. Mary's, uh, I had a chance to be in the building for. And, uh, you know, when you're sharing a hotel uh, suite with PK and he has a uh, <laughs> early morning radio show to do, you know, covering that late night uh, West Coast Conference game is usually a pleasure. But, I mean, a lot of really, really hard-fought games, and this one was no different. So, you know, BYU won some of those, they lost some of those, and Gonzaga was always waiting in the title game. So this is, this is kind of deja vu all over again. And, uh, yeah, they're going to have to pull out their best effort to be Gonzaga. But I think that's true about the rest of the country. So, Well, if when we break down BYU's team, I mean, what is your evaluation of, like, Harms? What, what, what do you make of him? You know, he's tall. He's, uh, he, he's long, obviously. Uh, doesn't seem overly athletic to me. Uh, I, I wonder about a guy like that, you know, because you saw the shots he blocked. You saw the effects he can have on a game, but sweet free throw shooter. Yes, very good from the free throw line. Well, I think this this BYU team is different from last year's, for example. And again, Austin and I chatted about this before the before the show started. They're they're extremely big and long, which is great, and and you get a lot of advantages. In fact, uh, they've lost to Gonzaga a number of years at the WCC tournament because they weren't big and long like Gonzaga was at uh, you know at the time. But what I think this BYU team is missing that last year's team had had was Yoli, you know, uh, and. An athletic uh, all-around player that could <laughs> do a lot. Sorry, Pizza's God. here. <laughs> I got to find a way to turn that down. Holy cow. Uh, you need to get that? I can figure out a way to turn you down. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, that hasn't really been much of a problem. We must be having a lot of people. Anyway, go ahead. I'm so sorry. last year's team was different and they don't have Yoli that's that's basically my hot take boiled down there uh they're they're longer and bigger which defensively matters a big a great deal but they're missing kind of that component maybe that made last year's team a tad bit better and, and Barcelo, what are your what, what are your thoughts on? Well, see, him? I was talking to Austin he... about that too because I think Barcelo has feel, filled the Toulson role quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Right? I I mean I don't think you can complain too much about what Alex Barcelo has done this year. He's been He's been awesome. And maybe you say Toulson was a bit of a better player. I don't know. You're splitting hairs at that point. I think he's he's really filled that role tremendously well. I just don't know if BYU has that, you know, baller who's going to go get you a bucket regardless. Right? Well, he he got that. He scored that reverse layup that was 
if you if you oh, stop it <laughs> if <laughs> if he uh if he hadn't made that shot, then BYU would have been in trouble. So he he's kind of a gutty, kind of plucky competitor, you know, and he is capable of scoring. I just, as, as I was watching that game, I I thought, uh, the, the you know, the word that Quinn likes to use so much and that has been repeated in the media over and over again, that connectivity uh, aspect seemed disrupted to me in that game. And you got to give Pepperdine some credit, but... They got to smooth that in order to have any kind of shot against Gonzaga. And I was I covered that game last year uh, before before COVID hit in such a way that to shut everything down when BYU beat Gonzaga there at the Marriott Center, and <laughs> and and they yeah I get you Jake it, is, it was a different team it was and both teams are different. But it was, you know, it was, it was interesting to see Mark Pope engineer a victory over, over a quality team like that. So I wouldn't expect that to happen tonight, but uh, I guess it, it's possible, you know. Oh, to quote, um, uh, you know, Kevin Garnett, anything's possible, certainly. <laughs> uh, and and this BYU team is is good to to go give Gonzaga a game. I mean, they're a, the Bulldogs are a fourteen point under or a favorite, you know, by the Magic oh, Vegas yeah. predicting wizard. So that's probably <laughs> not on accident. Uh, but I don't. It's by accident, by the way. By accident, excuse me. But I don't pur- give on purpose by accident. I don't give uh, the Cougars zero percent chance in this one. So we'll we'll see. I mean, uh, I'll be locked into it. I hope they can uh, get a win. That would be really good for their seeding going into the NCAA tournament for them. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. So, so is it, is it is it strange to you that BYU has never won uh, a WCC tournament? Uh, I mean, Gonzaga has obviously gotten in the way, but but I would have expected them by now. If if when that announcement was made that BYU was going to the church league, would you have guessed that they would be shut out in that regard? No, no, I would not have, Gordon. In fact, I remember talking about this very subject with you when that was mm-hmm. happening, Yeah, and and I would not. But Gonzaga wasn't Gonzaga now then. They were good, but they're, they weren't, I don't think, they weren't national championship contenders good every, every single year. Remember in 08, 09, what was Jimmer's senior year? 09, so, so. right? The Jimmer Mania was 09. They beat Gonzaga. They beat him uh-huh. in the in the second round of the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, expecting BYU to beat Gonzaga in a WCC tournament down the road didn't seem that far out of reach, right? So, Although that was a 10-11. Special, that was a special team. Right, yeah. but you get what I'm saying. Right. And now this, I mean... Every single year, Gordon, what, what is the cliche coming out of everybody's mouth about Gonzaga? Every single year, well, this is the best group that Fuse ever had. Uh-huh. Well, this is the best group Fuse ever had. It's, it's, or, it borderlines Utah finally has wide receivers. Or what you, you, what you so often put forth, and that is that essentially, in so many words, that Gonzaga essentially is playing, is cheating better than it ever has before. That was not Austin. What is going on over there? Are you having a party? I I, I know. (laughs) I think there's a malfunction. I've got to figure that out. Sorry, I'll I'll check that out. You know, 
Well, it's not like I'm well, watching Whose Line Is It Anyway. This isn't Grand Central Station. I don't know what's going on. I'll check. You know there's anyway, a pandemic anyway. going on, yeah, right, fella? Right. Uh, you know, the, the numbers to, get a little bit better, to, and to, Gordon's like, you know, a cocktail party at the Monson's. <laughs> Everybody over happy to, hour. <laughs> to what do you attribute Gonzaga's great success, Jake? Sorry, I, I I've was, got some caramels I, I, was, I can share. I was too. thrown out of my train of thought there for a, for a second. Um, well, you know, I don't know, Gordon. Uh, uh, you know, winning program often attracts recruits. We've talked about that a lot. I don't know specifically what Mark Few's uh, recruiting uh, habits are, but I do know that he gets there's a lot invested in that program uh, up there, and it matters a great deal to uh, the school and to the alum as well. I mean, uh, it's one thing about Gonzaga is it's definitely notable when you go cover the West Coast Conference Tournament. There are two groups of fans there. Actually, one and a half. There's Gonzaga fans, and then there's BYU fans, and then there's nobody else. BYU as and is probably outdone by Gonzaga two to one. And that's saying something because BYU can travel, as we know. But it's just the Super Bowl. For the Bulldogs fans, it, it is. They go every year. It's it's in the calendar. West Coast Conference Tournament, we're going to go watch the Bulldogs take home the crowd, or the crown, and and we're going to go buck wild in Vegas. And it's then just they what follow they do. them in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Because when they're here in Salt Lake, this building's full of Gonzaga fans. Right. It's, you know, what football is to Alabama fans, I guess. You know, basketball is to Gonzaga fans. And yeah. It's just something... <laughs> different and maybe there's something attractive to that and you know maybe you can pad your your stats for the next level by beating up on most of the league i don't so know you're not you're not pointing your imaginary accusatory finger at the at gonzaga we're talking about college basketball man we're, i mean it, it, it it's like talking about the tour de france back in the late 90s everybody's doing it or i pretty much assume that everybody is all right well so but i i don't know Gordon, I don't, I don't know. Whatever he's doing, it's working, right? Yeah. All right, I'm going to go answer the door. Uh, I think that might be that might be a good idea. <laughs> just, just for the sake of the show, I think you might want to go see <laughs> see it, get your get your guests uh, situated. It is, they need in. Yeah, they're not uh, giving up. Stay tuned. We'll have more big show coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 the zone.